Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Brianna. And I'm Demaya. And this is She Thinks She Knows podcast. So everyone, today we have another guest, um, Nayoka Thomas is with us today. So if you guys don't know, Nayoka Thomas, we all went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And from the time I knew her, she always talked about how she, when she got out of high school, she was gone. She was going back to New York. She was about to do her thing in media and everything like that. And she pretty much laid out her goals from the jump. And fast forward to four or five years later, however, time, however much oh, time it's been. It's been a long time. It's been four years, right? Fast forward four years, she's doing exactly what she said she's going to do. So we got her on here. It's been some time. We were supposed to get you on here a while ago, but we got her on here now. Um, so Nayoka, if you want to introduce yourself, you can. Hi, guys. My name is Nayoka Thomas. I'm currently a senior at Hunter College in New York. Okay. <laughs> so um, tell us, let's have a little catch up because it's been some time. So what's been going on with you? How's life? How's everything? Life has been, it's been going, it's been panicky, especially like coming to graduation, like I'm about to graduate college next year. So I've been like really panicking about what's next, even though I'm in the field of my degree, it's still like panicky because then there's no more excuses like, oh, I got to go to school. Oh, I don't know this. I'm still in school. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll say panicky. <laughs> Okay, panicky. I feel like, honestly, I can relate, sort of, because, like, I, if you guys don't know, um, I took, a like, a gap year. Like, I'm taking a gap year. And I felt like, for me, I was so, like, nervous about what the future of my life was going to be. Because, like, while, again, I was doing this stuff in my major, I just didn't feel prepared to just be, like, thrown into the real world. Um, and like with everything that was happening, I was like, you know, what? maybe I should take time off and kind of like live the regular life, like post graduation, like live it now and get a feel for it and set myself up before I really finish school. And honestly, I feel like it was uh, a good decision for me because like if I were in school right now, I would have no, like I would literally be lost. Like I would just, I would have no sights of what's next. I wouldn't be prepared. I'm not even prepared for like nine to five. So like, I feel like this time. It's like, okay, let me just get things in order, take a breather. And, you know, like when you finish school, like that's it. Like there's no safety net after that. And I feel like I realize now that school is like somewhat of a controlled environment. So it gives you a little bit more peace of mind because for the most part, you know what you're doing. Like you're getting your classes, you're getting your degrees, you're getting your internships or whatever job that you are that you're getting. But once that's all over, it's like, now find a real job. Now, you know, like teach yourself, do all these things yourself. So I now, definitely get Brianna, that. I know you have a Jamaican background. Like wh- what was that <laughs> like telling your parents you're going to be taking a gap year? Honestly, you know, that's a good question because I feel like even though like I come from a Jamaican family, like my parents aren't as like traditional, I guess. So for example, like my, when I was trying to make the decision, I kept like bringing it up to my dad. Um, but in, in the beginning, he's like, what are you really taking time off? But like, you know, like he kept pressuring me with those questions. Like, okay, but like, what is it that you don't like? What is it? And I was like telling him, like, I just feel like I don't want to keep putting my money into something if I'm not getting the full experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so like, I think like it took a little bit of like convincing, like keep talking to him about it and seeing what it is that he couldn't really understand about the decision. So finally, when I just told him like, I'm not doing online classes and I don't want to go back to campus. So until I can figure out like a commute situation and get myself like mentally prepared, because at that time, like my mental health just wasn't good. And so I was like, if like, I need to get my mental health on track. Like I need to see a therapist. I need to like, you know, figure out some things like get a license and stuff like that. So when I go back to school, I can be a little more independent and I won't have to really be like stuck there and all that stuff. So I think like after that and like telling him like, I'm still going to be doing things with my major. Cause like at the time I was doing an internship in the summer and I've made good amount of connections. So if I wanted to keep doing things, you know, related to my major, it, it's not like a bad thing and you know he um he's into like housing and stuff now so I even like butted it up that way I was like I can help you like with your business and <laughs> so after a while he was like okay and my mom she's like you know she's just one of those people who's like if that's what you need to do that's what you need to do like right. she wasn't so like she, she wasn't really trying to control the decision at all it was more so like if you feel like your mental health isn't good like you clearly need the time off and I feel like this year um, especially was just a lot for everyone. So I don't think it was a shocker that I took time off of school. So yeah. What about you though? That's why amazing. did you, were you considering taking time off? Is that why you asked? Yeah, I was like literally in my sophomore year of college, my professor hooked me up with this internship. And through that internship, I was able to get on this music video set and connecting with people there and talking with them they're like why the fuck did you go to college oh could I swear I just swear. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> they're like why are you in college like you don't need college to do this so I was thinking about it. I'm like yeah why did I go to college well because the high school I went to kind of pressured me to do it so <laughs> that's mm. the reasons. and it's like damn I'm really wasting my money because my degree is useless like literally I'm working in the field already nobody asked me for my degree so wow. and half the, the things I learned in college doesn't apply to me it doesn't teach me nothing like right now I'm taking this um film production class and I don't want to sound like an ass but I literally know more than the professor like this. <laughs> but I'm like literally in the class and she's talking about this camera and I'm like I've worked with cameras that cost like 500k like what is this that I'm working with so it's, it's kind of like I don't even know how to explain it. I don't, but I'm happy that I did it because not a lot of, I, I come from like an immigrant background. So not a lot of my family went to college. So I guess that's kind of one of the reasons I did it just to like show my siblings, hey, do it, I guess. I don't know. Cause in this century, like in this day and now, like a lot of people aren't going to college and they're making way more money than people actually went to college. So it's like, is college worth it? Mm-hmm. It's true, honestly. Oh, go to Maya because I know. <laughs> I think that um you raise a good point um because like Brianna mentioned and if you guys don't know like obviously I'm taking a gap year too, um and to be honest like <laughs> a gap like I'm taking a gap and I think that like that was a shocker for a lot of people like. In my life, a lot of people that like know Brianna Mahara and I, like it was just a shocker. But you raise good points because our high school was college bound. And so like there was never any room to think about, okay, who can I be 
without this process, who can I be and, and how can I get into the field that I want to get into without going through the college process? And like you said, like you're already working in your field. And so if you decided, okay, like I have two years here, like I made these great connections and it's time for me to put this to rest, like instead of the majority of people understanding that they'll be like but why like you know what I mean and I think that it's just really interesting because the moment the three of us got to UMass we're just like this is a scam like this is a scam but we're gonna go through with it because one we're already here like I, I chose this path quote unquote and like, you know, people want me to do it. So I'm just gonna go through it, but it's a scam. So it's just interesting that um, you say that because I I would have never known that. Like when I see you on social media and stuff, it looks like, like you're a good student, like you're into your studies and stuff like that. So that's just funny. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like honestly, you know what it was when you said that whole like we already got to college so we thought like we're just gonna ride out this path like for me it was mainly like i took i senior year i was telling like i want to go to college i want to do like i was talking myself big got there first semester really hit me in the face punched me beat me up and i was just like i can't turn back now because it's been right. too like it hasn't even been a year yet like if i go back after all that talk like how do I look? So I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go through it. Like my sister went through college, like it's fine. Like some things are gonna turn up once I start getting like more into what I wanna do and personalizing my major and all that stuff. And I feel like differently from like what you're studying, like you're doing media and like you were saying, like a lot of people in this generation now, especially like they're, they're doing that stuff, like no background college, they know anything and they're succeeding at it where like something like in my, like with my field, like construction, like you can't step anywhere without some form of like, you have experience or you have a degree. Like, mm -hmm. so um, unless, you know, I just teach myself and like start my own practice and all that stuff, which I mean, wouldn't be that bad, but anyway, but the point is like, I feel like that's like the one thing that keeps me thinking, like, let me just finish just to have it because, you know, with if all else fails like I'll still be able to do that but there's also like me taking this time and us doing this podcast it's like I want to like I can do this like you know what I mean like I like a lot of the times we have these conversations where we see like this can happen like I can get this connection we can get that connection we already made such a great network if I wanted to take this and create a career out of this I can't like there's nothing stopping me so when you have that on top of what like it's you know like it's a hard thing to kind of make a decision about but moving on <laughs> um so you mentioned a little bit about you you already had a lot of experience in college and so some of your classes kind of seemed like a bore but like in terms of your college life overall like how has that been especially you going to school in New York I know it's different from going oh, to school in mass yeah definitely so the college experience for me is just like uh, like you said, I told Sam. So basically, when I first went to college, I went to this private school um, in the middle of Manhattan, Marymount Manhattan College. And that's when I know it was a scam. The school was overpriced. It lacked so much things that should be helping the students. And I was just like, why am I here? So then I transferred. And that's when the pandemic happened. So I ended up at my new school starting online. And then I'm just like, 
why why the freak am I doing this like I just I'm just like pushing through but I'm the only purpose I'm seeing is like the finish line and me getting my degree but like everything in between is like blurred lines like even right now like I'm proud of y'all for taking like the the gap year or whatever <laughs> that's something I should do because like right now it's like everything that I'm being taught, I'm not retaining anything. The goal is to pass the class. It's not to learn anything. Like get the A and move on. For A's, I'm striving for freaking A's. <laughs> <I'm laughs> like, no, but like- I'm, I'm even, striving for a P, a pass. Like that. <laughs> they right. stopped doing that because the pandemic- <laughs> Oh yeah. Go with the grade. It's just crazy. I'm literally going to class for the attendance and I come home and teach myself. And that's wow. it. So I'm I'm just a little confused because I would think going to school in New York, like, but maybe it's because you transferred, but your first two years, what was like your social life like? Because at UMass, we thought, okay, D1 school, thousands of people, D1 athletes, all the stuff, a good time. <laughs> However, um, I guess you could say we didn't take advantage of those opportunities properly. So yeah. <laughs> what, was, what, is you, what is social life like as a college student in yeah. New York? I don't think like, I mean, I've made some college friends, but I don't think like, listen, I didn't really go to like clubs or dances. My main focus, like I said, like I have like really bad panic attacks about my future. So my main goal was like work, 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 forget school, forget all these people. So I really just <laughs> invested myself in like working in a sense, because even though I'm in the city, I was still a commuter. In my first two years, I lived with my aunt in Queens. Now I live on my own. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like I don't think I I had like the college experience, like what people think of when they think of a college experience, like partying, stuff like that. Like, yeah, I go to party, but it had nothing to do with college. It just happened to be <laughs> living in the city. So mm-hmm. as far as college, I don't like regret anything because now I'm looking at this ain't no shade. I've been blessed by God. Like me <laughs> looking back at like everybody that had the experience at the college I go to now they're like scrambling I guess I'm scrambling too, but I, I kind of have that safety net of like having the connections, having work with people and just knowing people like, yeah, if you look at my resume, you're not going to see um, student body council and all of that. But do these people care about it? No, they literally look at your resume, see if you have the experience, even internships. You think internships, you go there to learn stuff. Mm-mm. they're looking at your resume looking for experience they want to hire cheap labor and I said it that's it <laughs> I know that's really true yeah so like one can you talk about your interest in getting into the media industry because like Brianna mentioned earlier like I was telling them like I remember in senior year like I think she wanted to go to a school in Cali like because she was like <laughs> I'm going to be working in Hollywood. So what sparked your interest in media specifically? So I've always been interested in media. Like, cause, cause I don't know if y'all know this, but I was actually born in Jamaica. I came here when I was 11. 
um, in Jamaica, there was this after school program. It was called like 4 H or whatever. I think y'all have it here. And wait, you were in 4 H? Yes. Wow. I was doing, I did 4 H since I was like 13. <laughs> what? That's like, I don't know if it's the same thing because like they had um, the show and I remember acting in it. And then when I moved here, like I convinced my mom to enroll me in acting school. So I was doing that for a while. And then that just sparked, I ended up hating, hating acting because it was just like a cool industry. But then that's where my love for behind the scenes grew. And I just mm-hmm. always know that this is always what I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Like I remember, <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember the science, no, the physics teacher name at Bertrand yeah mm-hmm. so I remember one day he was like I think it was like the first day of class he asked everybody what they wanted to be and everybody was like oh I'm gonna be a lawyer I'm gonna be a nurse I'm gonna be a doctor <laughs> and I felt like not ashamed but I was like damn I just want to do film so I was like oh I want to do d- dermatologist I just I do not want to do that I, I just have a fascination with like pimples and that's why I said it like I have I do not want to go to med school. I don't want to do all of that. I want to do film, but I didn't say that, but whatever. But yeah. Okay. Well, that I seems to answer your question. I don't know if I was rambling. I do that sometimes. No, that was an answer. Honestly, I feel like um, it's funny how you say that acting thing, because when I was in middle school at Renaissance, I remember Miss, I think it was like Mrs. Sullivan. She had the drama class. And I was always a shy person. So like, I didn't ever imagine myself like being one of those people. And honestly, I'm still not, but in that class, we would do the monologue. She would always talk me up like, wow, you're like really good. Like you should think of doing, <laughs> like doing the school play. And I was like, going to school play? Like that's too much. But I remember I went for an audition and then I, <laughs> I mean, I did terrible because <laughs> it was not working for me. But leading up to it, I was like mad confident just until I got to stage. So I remember we worked like backstage. I think it was me and Mahara. We did like set design and I like fell in love. Like I literally was like, cause I like artsy stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I remember there was one time, I think, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I think I was like texting you something and you were like, um, I was like, oh, like that whole film stuff that you do was so cool. Like I always wanted to do set design. Oh, I think it was like a Snapchat questionnaire. And I was like, what's one of my dreams? And it was like creating a set. And I remember I was like, you were like, oh, I'm going to be in like, I'm going to be making movies and stuff like that. Oh, so, like, I no, said I'm going to hire you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, hire me because I'm going to make the set. And that's what I'm yeah. it just, yeah. But it's like funny because like you actually stuck with it. And like, I'm over here podcasting now. So it's just like, it's a different kind of like digital, like techno, I guess, technical stuff that I got more into. But it's just really cool because I feel like, like even the idea of you saying like, oh, and everyone's saying I want to be a lawyer or a nurse. And like, I feel like media is like not one of those big fields. Like if you think about it, media takes over so much. Like influence yeah, in itself is all media. Like everything is media. Like doctors, lawyers, their, their way of getting their way around media. So like that field is huge. Like it's actually huge. So for you, like now people will see that as like, oh, like yeah. a content creator, a media, just like any of that stuff, like you can literally go anywhere with it. Literally, most or some producers make more than doctors. So yeah, like it's literally it's all and it's all about who you know because you could be a doctor and if like nobody trusts you, okay, that's it, that's your career. But 
you're a media person, you know this person, you know that person, you've been doing it since you were in college. You're in New York, you like literally, it's like a hot spot, you know, like you have all yeah. the things lined up for you. So it's like, and yeah. now you're coming on, she thinks she knows, and <laughs> right? To be producing our show, okay? Literally, like, listen, no, okay. I was gonna say because I took a digital media class on last fall, mm-hmm. and the way digital like the way digital media is constantly changing and adapting like the regular person would never understand how complex it is and one of the things I was gonna ask you like like working in the field do you have a specific like area that you're passionate about or like that you focus in on because there's social media there's tv production there's movie like which which part do do you like focus in on and which part like do you see yourself like blossoming in so in the future my end goal is i want to be like a producer director and an entertainment lawyer. Like right now I'm studying for the LSATs and I'm like, sometimes I think that I'm taking on too much, but that's just like the negative voice in your head that tells you, oh, you should just do one thing. Like it's about to be 2022. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, but yeah, that's really what I want to focus on. Like I want to own my own production studio. That's the reason I'm going to law law school for entertainment law because I'll be damned if a white man messes me over (laughs) I just want to like learn as much as I can like in different aspects of production so to protect myself in the end you know okay she got a lot not a lot on her plate but a lot she's about to get done we honestly I'm gonna we got let's see what three four years from now like this is gonna be a whole different like oh my god I gotta come back really different because I get it's already been like four years and so much has happened like I can't even imagine what will happen in four more years four years seems like so long but yet it's so short it's so fast but a lot happens like a lot happens in that time and I just want to say to all the high school teachers and counselors out there that keep telling y'all students they gonna miss high school I don't know who missed high school but it's not me (laughs) not me (laughs) it's not me like I don't even what what was high school like I don't remember so right now it's just life like I remember all this stuff that I did to contribute to high school that created this person that I am now but in terms of like oh you're gonna just powwow and you <laughs> no like <laughs> I think that that is just like it's a negative it's definitely a negative outlook on like growing as a person because like Brianna just said like yeah like the person I was in college I'm in high school contributed to the person I am now and allowed me to like you know set the foundation for oh like I can do this this and that but I'm in a whole totally different part of life why would I like I'm doing things differently why would I miss something that like that I've grown from like you know what I mean so yeah, like, why would I miss someone telling me, asking me if I have a hall pass? Like, <laughs> why would I miss somebody telling me? Oh right, like, why would I miss somebody telling me when I have to go to lunch? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I wanted to uh, touch base on, like, the pandemic, because I know we talked about it, kind of like we brought it up here and there. But um, I want to know specifically, how did that, how did COVID sort of 
affect the industry that you were in and how did that shift or change your career goals if it did at all? So I just want to say God is on my side because literally like when the pandemic happened, <laughs> I actually got so lucky to find in this company called um, the Video Call Center. And basically what they do is, um, I don't know if you guys have seen like 90 Day Fiance, but they're the ones like in charge of the international or local video call and they broadcast mm -hmm. it to the show. So I got lucky enough to be working with them as an associate producer. That was mm -hmm. all God. Hallelujah, God. So <laughs> affect, I mean, yeah, I couldn't be on set physically, but I was still like in the dis industry, but I was just remote. Mm. Okay. <laughs> honestly like you are blessed um because like i i think that with the pandemic some opportunities were taken from people right people that still had the opportunity to work in their industry or like took advantage of all the zooms and like all the different networking that was going on during the pandemic i think like it's honestly leaving people in a better position than they may have been in like if the pandemic didn't happen because even in the sport industry like I've gotten connected with so many people just by like reaching out on LinkedIn and like exactly. to all of these like zoom like panels and stuff and without the pandemic none of that would have ever happened so um i'm just glad that you are on the positive side of that like like you said reaching out because i literally reached out to um i think one of the marketing directors of that company and i reached out I'm like hey i introduced myself i sent over my resume and it turns out that her husband was actually the main guy in charge of video production so she sent my resume directly to him within a couple of like days he reached out to me and little do I know I was I was there <laughs> okay yeah honestly I, I can agree I feel like in some ways I say it all the time but I feel like in some ways COVID was like a blessing in disguise literally um, because it opened for me it opened my eyes to a lot of things first off like when COVID started and everyone was so freaked out and I was just worried about how I was going to finish the semester and go back to school online because that's not what I signed up for. But exactly. luckily, um, before the whole pandemic hit, I was able to make connections and I had an internship that summer. And like it just being outside when everyone was kind of like indoors and trying to stay away and all that stuff, like it made me feel like, okay, like I need to get out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's things that aren't happening that can be happening. And if I just sit down in one place, like it's going to fly by. And so right. I feel like if COVID wasn't happening, I probably would have been complacent, like with a lot of my life. And so like when you're forced to like adapt, it kind of gives you that boost of like, I'm going to do more. And so I think that's like, even with our podcast, like Zoom was something that we just had to get, get, get with, because I think for the longest time, we were really not trying to do it. We were trying to find ways to meet up with each other. But literally right. since we got on Zoom, we were able to connect with people from different states. Like they yeah. didn't have to physically be here. And it, and that gave us the motivation to go out and seek people because now being in one spot was no longer a hindrance for us. It wasn't like stopping us from meeting people. We didn't have to be only local. We could reach out to people like you in New York, like no issue. Um, right. And so like, and also like me kind of like having that time to sort of just view my life and like, what would life be if I didn't have these things to stand on? Like if I didn't have college to go to, if I didn't have this to do, like, 
what would I be doing? And I feel like it just kind of put me up to like a test, like what can you do with your own time now? And like even taking time off of school, like once I realized that pandemic, like the pandemic school online just like messed me up and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Another test came like, all right, you're out of school. Now what are you doing? Like what's life right. going to be like for you? Because this is what it's going to be, you know, once you graduate. And so I definitely feel like COVID was, it was good for me. Like, I don't know. I had a good, yeah. I had a good COVID I, experience. I mean, minus um, so many people dying. Yeah. Like, like it helped me a lot. Like, to be honest, like if COVID wasn't here, I wouldn't have lived on my own. I wouldn't have gotten that job probably. I just like, I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at. I'd probably just be too comfortable, like in that past position that I was in. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have made the step to get out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. That was a lot of pandemic talk. And I think that that's a good time for us to take a break. So in this half, um, we got to know a little bit more about Nyoka post high school um, <laughs> and how her goals are coming into fruition. And when we come back, we're going to look more closely at what her internship looks like and so on and so forth. So we'll be back. <laughs> Okay, hey, hi guys, we're back. Um, she thinks she knows with Nyoka Thomas. Um, before we talked about, you know, her interest in the media industry, some of the opportunities she's had, um, how school life has been being in New York. Um, but coming back, we're gonna sort of dial it in to more of what she's been accomplishing um, with work and sort of how her day-to-day -day life is going and things like that. So um, my first question will be, can you give people some tips? You mentioned a lot of the opportunities you had, um, you know, before the pandemic happened and how a lot of these opportunities sort of came at you. Can you give people tips on like how you were able to get these opportunities? Like, was it how you sent emails? What's the, what's the trick? Yeah, I would love to. Like, I used to use being shy, even though I wasn't shy to avoid talking to people. I, like, I just don't like talking to people sometimes. Well, that was back then. Like the main source of me finding my opportunities, believe it or not, Facebook. Facebook, there is a lot of groups for, there's groups for pretty much everything. Like if you want to learn how to cook, there's a group for that. If you're into production, there's a group for that. But whatever you're into, there's a group on Facebook. So I advise you to join those groups, start making connections. And actually, I think it was my 90-day set well, actually, let me start from the beginning. So basically, my first time ever on set, I got it through a Facebook group. This wow. producer just randomly posted it, and I was just like, I'm not doing that thing. Might as well go. And it was actually unpaid. You feel me? Wow. That one was unpaid. Fast forward a year later, that same producer reached out to me to work on a documentary he's working on and I got paid so okay to do unpaid work like yes it's not fair sometimes but see it as like a learning and networking opportunity to like make your way up and sooner or later you're going to be getting paid good money to do the work that you were not being paid for so I think the people probably want to know at this point <laughs> opportunities we keep talking about these 
So um, give us the story of this opportunity. Good morning, America. So basically, um, this is like one of the perks of going to school in New York. So I was taking this class, I think it was introduction to production in which our professor would send us out on different sets where we're able to like connect with the producers and learn their day-to-day. So basically in that class, I, I think I did Good Morning America and Dr. Oz. I didn't have a good experience on one of those sets. I'm not gonna say which one it was. Um, it was Dr. <laughs> Oz though, but. <laughs> but like being on that set was pretty much freshman year introduction to production, you get to see basically what it was like to be a professional in that field. So I don't know if you guys watch Grace Anatomy when there's like, oh, you walk into a room, they're like, this is going to make or break you. This is going to make you decide if you want to stay or if you want to leave. So that was what that experience was basically. And even Mm -hmm. though I never had a good experience on the other show, I was still able to like take good from it, take notes, see like how they do stuff, how they talk to people, how they organize their files and stuff like that. So it was just like a big learning experience, which I really appreciate and I wouldn't take it back for anything. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So next opportunity, (laughs) 90 Day Fiance. Where Where did that come in? All right, so, okay, so if any of you guys out there are really into production, like anything production-wise, set design, managing, PR, anything like that, I advise you to download this app. It's called Staff Me Up, especially if you're in the cities like New York, Boston, LA, Atlanta, where professional people actually post um, production jobs where you could work on. I found... um, I found 90 Day on there and actually June, my interview with that one, they really connected it to my other job, which was um, the video call center because we normally work with 90 Day on there, but that's virtual. So I was able to connect those two and I got the job and I was really excited about that. That was like, I was like, I think like my first day working, like literally I called my mom before I walked out. I'm like, mommy, I'm about to throw up. I'm about to pass out. Like, I don't, <laughs> like literally I was so excited. Like, and be working on set, they provide you with breakfast, lunch, or dinner if it goes that late. And they had a chef come in and he cooked the most scrumptious breakfast. I had a bite. I wanted to finish it, but I just felt like I was going to throw up. Like literally, <laughs> I was so nervous. I ended up regretting that, but amazing experience amazing people I was able to really connect with the production manager that was working on that set and she invited me for another shooting which is going to be happening soon so if you see me being credited if you watch 90 day and you see my name you know it's me okay (laughs) it's just awesome because when I think like we talk about like okay like We've been out of high school for four years and the time flies, but we don't really get to sit and talk with everybody that we were in high school with. So honestly, this is just so nice to see like, wow, like she's really making her dreams come true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? um, the break, we, we, you told us that you also do some freelance work. 
Um, yeah. and freelance. So what about that? So freelance is basically you just, I mean, like the definitions in the name itself, you're free to do whatever you want, work on different sets. So you could have like a main job and then freelance with different other companies. And I feel like that's what I'm doing also. Like, and most of my jobs come from like word of mouth or connections that I already made. Like my lovely friend, um, Elijah, which I worked with him on a documentary. He actually invited me to work on this commercial, which was also a really dope experience. I can't really talk about that because I signed an NDA. But <laughs> that was such an amazing experience. And it that experience invited me to be in this building. I forgot the name of it. Hold on, let me look it up because it's <laughs> this is <tea. laughs> oh. Penny. It's like WKNY. WKNY. Whatever. If y'all viewers know, y'all know. So basically, <laughs> the commercial was in that building. And it's just like an office full of like different advertising companies. And in their office, they have like a bar, they have like a gym, they have a day room, a game room. And I was just like, damn, I want to work here someday. But then again, do I want to work in corporate? Mm -mm. I don't know like I don't know if I want to be in corporate I just want to be like working for like a small company where my creativity isn't like put in a box you know what I'm saying where I do what they say and have like no word and how or able to share my ideas of how a project should go I think I went off topic a little bit but I don't yeah. think so I think that I think that explained it really well honestly I especially in that kind of industry, like you thrive off of how well you're able to put your ideas out there. Exactly. And I feel like if people, if you're in a place where they have like a formula, you're just going to feel like you're step, like falling in the conveyor belt of like everyone doing the same thing and it kind of gets old and you lose your interest. And before you realize you're miserable. And I don't think that, I feel like with people who have like a artistic creativity, like that kind of mindset, they thrive off of change, like not being in one spot. And honestly, like relating that to, like we were just talking about it. What was the word you, what was the word you used, Amaya? Like nomads. Be a nomad. <laughs> yeah, like to have the ability to do what you want to do, but you can change your environment if you want to. So right. I feel like that idea of a freelance, like doing freelance media or, or just working in that field in general, it allows you to keep your mind fresh and keep yourself on your toes you're always learning because everything is changing around you. And like, that sounds exciting to me. So I get it. Today's <laughs> yeah. um, day and age, it's like, you don't have to. So if you don't want to, like make it happen. Like, that's the thing I'd be thinking about. Like, if I don't want to make what you want to happen, like simple. Mm -hmm. Period. How so um, with this, like you're, you're working, you're doing freelance work, you're in school. What's the day-to-day -day life like? I mean, it must be full. Yeah, it is full. It's, to be honest, I don't know how I do it because sometimes I'm able to take full-on naps in the middle of the day. I'm like, what am I doing? Do I have work? I don't know. I literally don't know how I do it. I think that it's because majority of the things I'm learning, it's like, I don't want to call myself out, but it's easy to up <laughs> if that makes sense I research <laughs> literally none of this stuff applies to me so I have no interest in like I guess 
I mean, some of the stuff like I try to learn about, but like, especially speaking about Zoom University, it's like, I do not learn like that at all. Like, yeah, some of my classes are in person, but majority of them are online. And it's just, that's just not the way I learn. So I basically teach myself everything. So it's like, I go for attendance, teach myself everything, which kind of makes it manageable. And like, yeah, like now the professors are like more understanding. So there's like, well, I, I can speak for my school or my classes. There's never like a hard deadline on certain stuff. Like they're very understanding and like push an exam back if you're sick. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I just been really blessed. Like, to be honest, it's God. Like I'm really riding on his back right now because I don't know how... <laughs> how I'm doing it like to be honest it's like that's black excellence for you you just get it done like that's really it and honestly there was something that I seen about that where it's like um this is like kind of a little bit off topic but it, it works so there was this post that I was seeing where it's like um black people they like they can't ever identify like if they're stressed or if they're depressed because like they view everything as just like I just have to get this done or like this is just a bump in the road and so like when people like the kind of pressure that black people are under but don't realize like and they're just doing these things and just moving forward like other people just can't handle and so like honestly I feel like a lot of the times when we're like it's God it's like no like it is but it's really also like just black excellence like to me that's my that's my view on it because I know there's a lot of things like, especially for school, like there's times where I was shocked that I made it like through, like, uh -huh. and not like through, like barely, I mean, like good, like I was good. And it's just like, oh, like, okay. Like you can actually do this kind of stuff um, because it's just like built into you, like that kind of discipline, that kind of like hard work, work ethic is just built into you from your ancestors. <laughs> um, so paint us a picture. We're kind of closing in on like more present day, more future vibes. Uh -huh. Where do you, what's, who's Nyoka at her prime? What, what does that look like? Who's Nyoka when she's at the top, made it, doing her thing? So <laughs> I feel like I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a powerful manifester slash prayer. Like I have like a lot of people praying for me, like, especially back in the islands. So I feel like a lot of things that I've said out loud, I've, I speak things into existence, if that makes sense. Because I remember when I first came here and with my um, my middle school teachers, I would always tell them, oh, I'm going to be rich and famous. You just watch. And I still feel that way. I even like tell people, like, whenever they take a picture of me, I'm like, you better save that picture so you can sell it later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, so me in my prime, like where I see myself where I'm like, okay, I'm at the top. All right, so on my own production studio just creating like my own projects like giving people around the world a voice where they don't think they have and like broadcasting news that other countries ignore I guess but I just want to do everything in the video field if that makes sense like I don't have like a direct oh I want to focus on this oh, I want to focus on that I want to do features I want to do reality I want to do documentaries I want to do I don't know at some point I might <laughs> stop listening to stuff but that's what I see myself doing in my prime like it's like the thing about me is what like whenever I have like too much well not 
there's no nothing like too much money like for myself like I feel like I always have to give back so if I find that I'll I put money in my savings I paid this at that I have extra cash like I find it that I send my money to like my family in like Jamaica that Mm. needs it so obviously when I'm at my prime I definitely see myself giving back and like trying to help change lives if that makes sense I always like when I was younger I used to love Ellen minus the fact that all the shits that's going down now but the Ellen before the red couch <laughs> Ellen, I, guess, I used to love her just like helping people and like how excited people would get and I used to imagine myself on that couch like both sides like me being Ellen and then me being the person <laughs> getting this stuff <laughs> so, that's where I see myself in my prime just like living my best life like living the life that young Nyoka always wanted and always says she's gonna get period <laughs> that's so nice you see I'm be a little humanitarian I'll be balling a little bit you know how a few businesses going <laughs> that's well me. say I'm gonna be honored that I could say Nyoka was on our podcast oh, period y'all about to blow up I manifested I'm sprinkling it up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm honored this girl came on our podcast. I went to high school with her. <laughs> right, right. It's like, if you guys like, don't so know. It's like, I often forget, like, in the yearbook, that I, I forgot that I was in it talking about, like, most likely to be internet famous. I'm like, what the fuck, internet? You mean world? <laughs> world? <laughs> wow. You know, it's okay. sometimes I wish I got a yearbook just to see, like, what, like, you know, like, to look back, but. I didn't get one of those, so I guess I'll just have to I'll make one up. That out. I only regret that I lost my middle school yearbook because then was the day. <laughs> I'm saying not middle school year. Okay, so obviously, guys, like Nyoka, like she has things figured out. She's like got a formula. She's got a plan. And one of the things she mentioned earlier, and clearly she's in her bedroom right now her own bedroom um living in new york so um before we wrap up i just want to know like how you were able to do that and what tips you have for people that are in high school leaving high school in college because it's really important that like you know you're you're on our podcast doing something that people our age are not necessarily, um, what do you say, expected to do or to thrive at. So how how are you setting yourself up on the financial side? Okay. So I just want to, I know it's like horrible, but like the pandemic really helped me with this. Um, so let's rewind a little bit. Like we all know that if you don't have credit, you can't get anything. You can't get approved for apartment, can't get a car, you can't get this and that. So credit is really important. So when I was in high school, we had a guidance counselor intern who would come to our crew and teach us about how to build and maintain credit. And one of the things he taught us that really stuck to me is like, oh, age 30. So it's like, oh, it's like on time payment, the age is like history with credit and the 30s like spending like 30% or less of your credit limit. And I apply, I got my first credit. I think my freshman year of college, I got my first credit card and I really applied his teachings. And to this day, let me see how much my credit is. So I don't be up here lying. And then mm-hmm, 
So I really practiced that to the T, never missed a payment. And I really kept that in my head, like, OH30, OH30. And I could say that my credit limit continuously increased. And I could show you all my credit now. I don't know. Does it have my private information on it? Let's hope that. So as you okay. can see, my credit is 733. I mean, after I got a college, I should about the job because I don't know who paying back this loan. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I was able to really apply what he taught me. And doing that, I was able to get this apartment and not like have a co-signer because asking somebody to be a co-signer, I don't think sometimes we realize what we're really asking for. And like, that could be like pressure to somebody. And just because like your family, they feel obligated to do so when deep down, they don't want to put their credit online or be responsible if you don't do what you're obligated to do on the lease. So just being able to like do, especially I didn't want to put pressure on my family or anything. So just being able to do that by yourself, it also gives you the sense of being independent and just like, it feels good, you know, it just feels really good like I'm cheesing at this moment because it really <laughs> but other than that and also save 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 I save like for example if I get paid like I don't know a hundred dollars like I try to like cut it in half and put like half of my savings and really budget myself to spend the other half and not I don't live beyond my means I'm not really like a designer person I'm not like materialistic I really live within my means and I feel like that's really what's taken down our generations with people like living for the Instagrams and the Facebook I sound really old but some of y'all really living for the Instagram and Facebook and don't really have that savings that y'all could really bounce back on or like probably take out a couple like thousand and go on a little trip like you know I really love traveling I really have a savings for my traveling so wow yeah have you no. wondered how's Nioka doing all this stuff <laughs> how, about that? how I do not know how I'm doing all this stuff sometimes I'm like sometimes I have to take like a step back and be like whoa how am I doing all this stuff I feel like because my my parents like lack the knowledge because I'm also teaching them some of these stuff that I'm learning about like financial literacy or whatever whatever but I feel like because and they also encourage me to do all this stuff like traveling and stuff because they had me when they were teenagers and now they're just like really involved with their work so I don't know if they're living vicariously through me but they really encourage me to do everything my heart desires so Uh oh that's so sweet I have to keep in mind that credit tip because honestly, like I like the on time one and the history one, like I got it. That 30%, sometimes it gets the best of me. Cause I know like for me, I, you know what's crazy is like I went from living with like living within my leads and sometimes below my means because it didn't take much to please me, like growing up. Like I didn't really need much. Um, but then somewhere. <laughs> between freshman and sophomore year of college <laughs> and junior year of college my whole per- like every like I I guess I went through like a phase of like retail therapy where I was just like you oh know God, that's I worked hard I I've been I'm like I'm like in my head talking to myself like you've been working since you were 13 every summer you had a job like you're always penny pinching and and saving your money and never buying what you want like go go enjoy yourself go enjoy life 
And I sure did, but it came with a cost because it like all the discipline that I had of like saving and putting most of my money to save, like it just, it started becoming like, well, I'll just, I just need a little, like I'll put it back, like I'll put it back. And then I just started getting a little out of control with it. And so I had to sort of bring myself back to that whole, like, no, whatever money you make, Right. put more than half of it aside because you know like down the line if you get a little splurgy you might have to take a little bit wow. and at least you'll still have half like you know like I had to keep putting those things back into my head and curbing the urges to just like purchase like you know like there's times where I will go months and I feel like when I'm working it's the easiest for me to not spend money because like I spend most of my day working so it's yeah, not like I have time to win like to shop online so I feel like when I'm working it's easier but when I'm not it's like it's like I'm twiddling my thumbs like oh I want to reward myself for some reason like I don't know why but the real reward comes with being able to afford those things that you weren't able to afford when you're younger like for me I always tell myself like I want to buy a house I don't want to rent for a long time like I don't want to be a renter I want to own a house the only way I can do that is if I'm diligent about working now saving my money getting my credit to be good all that stuff that you really put into place when you're in your young 20s so that by the time you're reaching approaching 30 you have a little bit of security and then when you're in your 30s you can low-key live life you know what I mean so like that's something that I have to keep reminding myself like Brianna there's better life than you buying those shoes today is not gonna help you like you don't need these shoes when you got six pairs of shoes they're still sitting like in the freaking box literally like you're not gonna have the time to even wear all those so stop stop like (laughs) so yeah, I definitely think that's one for the, the thing books, about definitely. the credit card, the 30%, it could be tricky because I go over that joint sometimes too. But the thing that I do is like, I quickly pay it off before um, the statement comes around. So it's yeah, like, you just got to be swift <laughs> with it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And also for y'all young viewers out there, I really rec- recommend the Discover It credit card. Because like after I think a year, if you have good grades, then they give you $20 back. So Wow. She said, I'm giving y'all all the tricks, okay? <laughs> you can live like me. <laughs> <laughs> she really said that. She really did. She right. said, hey guys, y'all want to live lavish? Come this way. <laughs> this was a nice conversation. It was like, a, it was a nice reunion for one. In my head this whole time, I was thinking like, we were talking about how um, our high school hasn't had a reunion. Like, we're like, oh, the fifth, the five-year reunion is coming up. But we're I'm like, honestly, like, no one's gonna no one's gonna plan it I don't feel like like I mean unless they hear this and somebody feels the urge to but we were talking about it and I'm like this is low-key like a reunion like this is like a little reunion honestly because we literally caught up on so much that I don't think would have happened if we didn't have you on this show like I would see I'd be seeing through your stories like oh okay now you gotta like she got this she got that she got this going on but like the real like what's been happening like how's your views on school how's your views on work like what are opportunities like in New York? I would have not gotten any of that if it weren't for you coming on this podcast. So honestly, I thank you. I thank you for really getting on us. And I thank you for coming on here because- I should have been on this podcast months ago. (laughs) She was like, "Um, where's my invitation? We're like, you know what? You got it. Here you go. So yeah, thank you for that, honestly. The same thing. I'm just like sitting here feeling so warm um, because (laughs) I feel like a lot of times like, it's so easy to forget about like the people that you were in high school with and like obviously you see them on social media but like catching up with them and like having a conversation and and it being fruitful like that's rare unless you are like close friends so 
I really appreciate Nyoka coming on our show. And I really hope that like we can partner soon. Like, because I just see, I just see all the possibilities and like, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in like working with people that look like me. And so like, I just see everything as an opportunity, everything I'm telling you. So, um, this is definitely gonna happen. Um, but with that being said, this brings us to the close of um, our conversation with Nyoka. Um, and once again, we really wanna thank her for coming on and giving another perspective of someone that's in our age group, um, going through the same yet different um, experiences as us. Um, and so if you don't already, follow us on Instagram, follow us at SheThinksPod, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and it's called She Thinks She Knows Podcast. And let us know what you think and give us some feedback on all our social channels. But until next time, bye everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.